Welcome to Coach's Corner. So because I'm on maternity leave, we wanted to mix it up on the weekend for you. All the Wednesday episodes are fresh coaching calls I pre-recorded before I had the baby. And this episode that you're going to hear is an old coaching call that I did several years ago that was one of the crowd's favorites. So maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, maybe it's a good time to re-listen to it. We can always learn more when we re-listen to something as well. So I hope you enjoy this coaching episode. And I'd like to thank my sponsor for this episode, Organifi. Today, I want to talk to you about their green juice. So one of the biggest complaints I've heard about green drinks is that they taste bad. <laughs> Most green drinks taste like you threw grass clippings and dirt into a glass of water. The good news is Organifi Green is not like that. When you take a sip of it, you'll be surprised at how good it tastes without any crapola in it. It's amazing and refreshing, and you don't have to mix a lot of other stuff in it to mask the taste. It's awesome just in water. So if you want to get the vitamins and minerals you need every day while not having to necessarily eat every single veggie and want it to be cheaper than buying a bunch of organic vegetables as well, you can subscribe and save, get all the organic nutrients you need for as low as $1.98 a day, or just order what you need when you need it. Go to Organifi.com slash over it. Use the promo code over it for 20% off. This is episode 100, how to find yourself when you're feeling isolated and lack self-esteem with Judy. Oh my gosh, everybody. It is episode 100. I can't believe it. It's totally amazing. I've done over a hundred episodes of the podcast, but half of those have been coaches corners and interviews. This is the 100th coaching call, which is really the heart of the show is people coming on and sharing so courageously and so vulnerably and providing so much value for all of you listening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We could not have gotten to episode 100 without all of you. I know a lot of you listening have been an episode number. So thank you so much for your contribution to the show. Shows come a long way. We've grown steadily since we've launched. I announced a few weeks ago that we're now on the podcast one network and I'm so honored to be part of such an amazing group of other podcasters. Podcast one also just launched an app. So you can go and check that out and get access to all kinds of great podcasts on the podcast one app. And in honor of episode 100, I, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do something a little special, more community driven. So I put a shout out on Facebook to members of our community to put themselves up to be number 100. Then I took all the questions that people submitted to be coached on, made a poll and had you all vote. And the number one topic you voted on was Judy's question around how to find yourself when you're feeling isolated and you lack self-esteem. This is such a big topic. I think loneliness is an epidemic, especially in our day and age when so many of us live alone. Or even if we do live with a partner or roommate, we're not close to our family geographically, or we don't have a sole family or community to really be a part of. Technology has kind of given us a false sense of connection. Now, I'm not dismissing the value of connecting through technology. I love the fact that I can connect with you right now through your phone or whatever magical electronic device you're listening to. But we also need that human connection. We need to feel part of something, part of a community, part of a tribe. And most of all, we need to feel truly connected to ourselves. 
So what often perpetuates a feeling of loneliness is a disconnection to ourselves that comes from judging ourselves and being hard on ourselves. It's hard to have the kind of self-esteem we need to get out in the world and make connections when we're not being a great friend to ourselves. Then not only do we not have a tribe, but loneliness is even more miserable because we're beating ourselves up and buying into the misunderstanding that we're a loser. But here's the thing. Would you want to sit in a room with someone who's just criticizing you all the time? Probably not. That's why being with ourselves is so hard so often is because when we're alone, all we do is judge ourselves. So I want you to know that if you suffer from loneliness or a lack of self-esteem, you are not alone. If you go back into the podcast archives and all 100 coaching episodes are up on iTunes, so binge away, you'll see that there have been so many episodes on this topic, on loneliness, on self-esteem, on confidence, on feeling separate. Go back and listen to them if you relate to it. You know, one of my primary intentions in doing the work I do, especially the show, is to show you, to prove to you by having you listen to other people that you are not alone in what you're dealing with. You're not the only one with self-doubt. You're not the only one who would like to feel more confident. You're not the only one that feels lonely. Let this be comforting, but let's not bond over how we're feeling doubtful or lonely or not confident. Let this also motivate you to start to make some changes. Let the fact that so many other people who have felt the way you felt, including me, I dealt with loneliness for many, many years, decades of my life, went on to gain confidence and connect with community. Let that inspire you because you can do it. So as you're listening to this call, do you feel a bit isolated? Are you craving more connection? You know, even if you're in a great relationship, do you want more of a tribe? Are you in a marriage or relationship where you do feel a little isolated? Do you feel like you're maybe dependent on your partner or you're living according to their dreams and desires more than your own? And this is a question I ask a lot of you. Are you a people pleaser? Do you have a hard time making your needs a priority? Of course, this came up again in episode number 100. People pleasing is a big theme. And finally, is it challenging for you to speak your truth? Do you think you're being honest with yourself and others? But if you really honestly look, you're only being like 80, 90% honest or maybe even lower. And now on to caller number 100, Judy. Judy, you are my 100th caller. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. It's an honor. Oh, well, it's an honor to do this show. And thank you so much for being the lucky number 100. And how can I help you today? So the current issue I'm having that um, I just moved here from Hungary to the States a few months ago. Well, now to be, I think to be correct, it's seven months ago. And I'm still going through a huge and long transition with all this moving. My husband works from home. He's home most of the time and he's busy. So I'm really dependent and attached on him basically because right now I don't work either. I don't have any friends here. So I'm kind of like, I'm not saying I'm lost, but I really feel that I need to find myself here and I feel a little isolated as well and of course, it also led to that, that my self-esteem went a little low and I don't really feel settled or like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't really feel home here yet, which I really want. Though. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Well, transition is hard, especially if you move from another country. And what city are you in? Right now, we're in Virginia for, in Harrisonburg for a long time, for like four months. I mean, well, like for a long time, but we constantly keep moving because we don't really know where we want to settle yet. So we just want to check out different states. But that was the longest where we were so far in Virginia. So how long has this been going on that you've been moving and moving and moving all around? Since last December, basically. (laughs) Okay. So almost, yeah, about seven months. Okay. Got it. And do you really want to be doing this, moving around so much? If I really listen to my heart, then I would want a home base. (laughs) Okay. I would want to settle. Okay. And so why aren't you listening to your heart? Because my husband wants to try different cities. And I mean, I'm not against that, but now... Finally, he's getting to the point where he wants to settle too. So I think we are actually reaching that. So we are getting closer to it, which makes me really happy. So hopefully I can really listen to my heart soon and then do that. <laughs> does he know how unsettled you feel? He does, yeah. Okay. And what does he? how does he support you through that? He also has been to Hungary before for a little while. It was like a year, but he just was coming back and forth. And so he kind of knows the feeling a little bit, but this is a complete whole different situation for me. And I'm not really sure I was trying to talk to him about it, but I don't really think that he 100% gets this. Um, he's supportive though. He's trying to always make sure that I feel good and stuff like that, but I don't really think that he gets this 100%, to be honest. <laughs> Do you think you're being 100% honest and open with him about how hard this is and how isolated you feel and how your self-esteem has suffered through this? I would say so. Okay. Maybe, I mean, yeah, I would say 90%. (laughs) Okay. Well, my encouragement to you is to go for a (laughs) hundred percent. This, this month in inner circle equality, we're focusing on an authenticity and authenticity isn't, you know, just being a jerk and saying whatever we want, but it's really about being a hundred percent honest and being fully Uh self-expressed. So especially in a marriage where we want intimacy and we want to be able to really feel safe to be completely authentic. I really encourage you to be very honest and vulnerable with how you're feeling. And I've studied a lot of masculine feminine communication, especially after my divorce, uh, because I really wanted to learn how to be, you know, a better partner. And, um, I want to be with a man. So I studied that masculine feminine dynamic. Uh And one thing that I learned is Men respond really well to us telling them what we need specifically and what that provides for us. This is something I learned from Alison Armstrong. She has a book called The Uh Queen's Code that I read. Are you familiar with her work at all? No, no. Okay. So, well, she's easy to find. She does something called PAX programs. I'll link it up in the show notes, everybody. But she talks about how it's so important that we say to men or anyone, even women who have more of a masculine dynamic. Uh We say, what I really need is X, Y, Z, because that provides me with X, Y, Z. So for example, I'm just making this up because I don't know what you need with your husband, but you could say something like, I'm feeling very isolated. My self-esteem is suffering. I'm not blaming you at all. I'm just sharing with you how I'm feeling. And what I really need from you is more quality time together and also like a date that we can decide we're going to settle for at least two years so I can feel grounded because what that will provide me with is a sense that I it's safe for me to go and create friends. I'm scared to create friends because 
I'm afraid we're going to move. And so if we, if we have more quality time, that will provide me with feeling connected to you. If we pick on a day that will provide me with being able to really feel like I can lay some roots and meet some people and not feel so isolated. Can you do that for me? Mm. Yeah, that sounds actually good. So notice how I, I first said how I was feeling, but I didn't, I didn't make him wrong. I wasn't blaming. I wasn't an emotional hot mess. I was vulnerable and sharing from the heart. And then I talked about what I needed and what it would provide me with. Uh-huh. See, I think Alison Armstrong uses, uses an example like, you know, getting so frustrated that your man isn't taking out the trash. And instead of going, oh, uh-huh. why don't you take out the trash? <laughs> it's very different than, babe, yeah. I need you to take out the trash because it provides me with such a sense of relief. And just when the trash is taken out, I just feel taken care of and supported. And it provides, it provides me with so much support. And boom, the trash is out. Uh-huh. So I think... I think part of this is really learning how to communicate a little more authentically with your husband. And and so I'm just curious, and and maybe I'm going to use the wrong word, but is there anything about your husband that intimidates you? Is he a stronger personality? What's your dynamic like? Yeah, he's definitely more stronger and I'm more emotional if I really need to compare us. And sometimes he reacts to, I'm not saying aggressively in a way like, with like he doesn't beat me up or anything he's not so like with a different um style of you know his tone is maybe but i'm not saying he's shouting or anything it's just a little more what i would want maybe what you would want to be yeah Mm -hmm. like for example sometimes he maybe it's the cultural difference as well because he talks louder but it's not shouting for him and he's not actually shouting but i kind of feel a little bit like that so Maybe in that way I would say so, but... And do you communicate that when, when you feel like he's shouting? Do you request that, you know, I know you're just excited, but I need you to just lower your voice a little bit because it provides me with more calm. Otherwise, I feel like I'm being shouted at, even if that's not your intention. Do you communicate that? I think I already told him. I'm not exactly sure if I told him this way, but he just keeps telling me that I'm just uh, sensitive. <laughs> so that's the conversation about this between us. <laughs> Well, and here's, here's what I'm curious about. Cause I know you called in about feeling, you know, isolated and like your self-esteem has settled, has uh, lowered a little bit. Right. But I'm also just curious about how you're feeling in your marriage. I think, I mean, in general, we are in love. I love him. I'm happy with him. Yes. And I'm, I'm really glad that I'm just in the States. I am. I think I made a good choice. I didn't regret it at all. Nothing is he like, American? Yes. He okay. Is. okay. He's, he's originally from here. Yeah. I'm still really happy with that. And it was a really hard time for us, though, this whole transition time, because he wasn't happy there when where we needed to stay in Virginia. We were just in a room. So that was like a really hard time for us. Mm-hmm. And since I don't work yet, and I'm basically with him all the time, yeah. I just finally started to go somewhere on my own, because I didn't really drive alone here either. I definitely would say so that it was really hard on our relationship. And since I'm real dependent and like kind of attached to him, Mm -hmm. it makes us feel a little bit like further 
you know, yeah. like in uh, there is like a little space between us, I would say, because of this, because we are together too much, I would say, or like it's almost like your brother, yeah. sister, roommates, or something like that, spending too much time <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I was also asking because it sounds like you know, I just really because part of self esteem when anyone says they have low self-esteem, you know, what I've learned over doing this so many years is a lot of that comes from being a bit of a people pleaser and not speaking up for oneself. Mm -hmm. Because self-esteem comes from self-judgment, negative self-talk, and often thinking it's a better idea to make sure other people are okay and please others. It it, Low self-esteem comes from not putting ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And so sense your hubby who sounds great. I'm not, I'm not criticizing him at all. I'm just sort of looking at the whole situation so that I can, I can help you on multiple levels. Uh It sounds like he's, he's a bit of the bigger personality, Uh stronger personality. And it sounds like you're kind of good at being the chameleon and adjusting to things and convincing yourself that you can, you can, you can take it. It's only a few more months. Like this will be fine. And I'm not saying like, you know, then he gets his way, but it sounds like he leads a little more, which is, which is, which can be great, especially if, you know, he's in the masculine, you're in the feminine, but I just really want to support you in speaking up and speaking your truth Uh and really honoring what you need and not putting your needs second. Now in any relationship, sometimes there's compromise and it sounds to me like you've done some compromising, but it's reached the point where it's tiptoeing into sacrificing. Uh-huh. How do you feel when I say this? I think I would really agree with you because that's not the first thing I've been doing this in my life. <laughs> but um, Tell me more about that. that. It's not the first thing. What makes this situation harder, though, that the project he works on, they want him to be in Virginia in that house uh, where they live at. So it makes it a little bit harder because we need to keep going back. And that's why we need to stay there in the first place. But we weren't really happy together. But hopefully it's going to change in the future. And like we started to take trips. That's why we are here now. Well, I'm, I'm Um, more curious about the pattern where, where else has that pattern of putting yourself not first or just kind of taking it and, and enduring. How long has that been around or people pleasing? Yeah, that's totally been around. I actually have a thyroid issue. So that's totally the throat chakra. Yes. So (laughs) I've been a people pleaser for, I mean, nothing forever, but for the past few years, I always wanted to make people happy. I always had a hard time saying no and putting myself first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're really getting to something. Because imagine this, like, okay, so if I'm a people pleaser and on some level it's depleting because I'm always putting other people first, Uh how motivated am I to go out and bring a lot of new people into my life? Well, I should be really motivated. Well, no, not at all because here, so let me paint the picture. So, okay, here I am people pleasing. Every time I'm around people, I'm people pleasing, which puts me last and drains my energy. On a conscious level, I may want to go out and make friends, but on an unconscious level, where my body is depleted, I'm not speaking up, I'm people-pleasing. Do you really think I want more people to please in my life? Uh, uh-huh. So on some level, this isolation, although you don't like it, 
what could be going on is one, there's a self-esteem from, from years of not putting yourself, not making yourself a priority, not speaking your truth. And two, until you kind of shift this people pleasing pattern that actually depletes you around people, it may be challenging to go out and make, make friends because with people pleasing comes self-judgment. So every time you meet someone new, it's kind of like, do they like me? What do I do? I feel awkward because instead of just being Uh your most authentic self, you're trying to be a chameleon and be who they need you to be or who you think they need you to be. Uh Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. That can easily happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) inside me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what have you, you've listened to the show for a while, right? Yeah. And what have you learned about people pleasing from listening? Maybe it's just within me that I really like to make people happy and serve them in a way. Like I really just want them to be happy. And if I can help them, that's really good. But once I feel really, um, uncomfortable or like I really feel that that situation is not helping me or on the contrary it makes me feel bad or it make me or it puts me to a situation when I'm like okay so maybe this is just too much maybe I helped too much or maybe I I just was too nice or maybe I said yes for things which I shouldn't have mm-hmm. so maybe when I actually get to realize that Maybe that's already too much. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should get it before that point that, okay, this is going to be too much. So I should just stop. Absolutely. Or speak up, mm-hmm. you know, rather than pull away and isolate or stop doing what you're doing. Just, just stop. Mm-hmm. Just say, I love helping you. However, I'm not available for that. Or, you know, asking a friend or someone to do something for you instead, like really, watching that and tracking that because when we are in a pattern of people pleasing, we think we need to do that to get love and accept it. And I love that you love caring for people. However, I don't really hear you're doing that much for yourself. And so I think I've shared this on the show before Lisa Nichols, who's one of the top motivational speakers. She talks about how you can sip from my saucer, meaning her cup's always full And the people around her, she's got plenty to give from the overfill. So she keeps her cup full and then anything that's in the saucer is, is free to give to others without draining her. And it sounds like sometimes you're drinking from, or you're serving from your own cup instead of being full, full of self-love, full of Mm self-esteem, full of authentic self-expression, you are caring and taking care of people, hoping that that's the way you'll build intimacy. Uh And believe me, that's part of it. We want to be there for people. And it's wonderful to do things that please people, but not from a place of thinking that's what we need to do to be liked and Uh not from a place of giving it from our own cup. Uh So I love that you're feeling uncomfortable in isolation and that your self-esteem is suffering. I don't love it for you because I, <laughs> I don't want you to <laughs> suffer, but, but I love it because it's getting your attention mm-hmm. and it got you to kind of raise your hand and be like, I want to be coached on the show. It's, it's, it's reflecting to you something a little deeper and it's illuminating a pattern of 
how I sometimes isolation is protection because people pleasing is draining for you and showing you that the self-esteem is a little low because you're not speaking up for yourself or making yourself a priority. Mm-hmm. And, and those things, when you shift those things, then even if you're spending time alone, you're going to feel less isolated because you're going to feel more connected to yourself because how okay. we feel not alone when we're alone is having a healthy, loving relationship with ourself and, and one with source or higher power. If, if we're open to that. Mm-hmm. And at the so same thing, I should just go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Just no, it's that. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just going to ask that. So if I spend more time with myself, so if I give love to myself more, so like if I take care of myself in a deeper level, it's going to help to make me feel more or less isolated and like more, um, like, like it's going to raise up or like, Yes. You know, my uh, self-esteem. Yes. It's, it's been, it's, it's not just taking bubble baths and spending time with yourself. It's your self-talk. It's having more authentic, Mm -hmm. vulnerable conversations with your husband. It's when you're out in the world connecting with strangers, you know, Mm -hmm. talking to people in the grocery store line. Um, it's, (laughs) it's, it's watching that people pleasing pattern when it comes up and kind of catching yourself in that and being like, "Mm, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be authentic. I want you to lean mm-hmm. more into authenticity than people pleasing mm-hmm. because that will then give you the confidence to go out and engage and interact with people. And, and I also think in terms of uh, your relationship with your husband so that you don't go into that place of sacrifice and end up resenting him, I think some clear agreements need to be made about what you need. Mm -hmm. And even if you pick a home base and he has to travel to Virginia sometime, you know, that you don't have to go every time so that you're not so enmeshed with him and spending every second together because it's, it's healthy for a marriage for people to spend some time apart and have their own lives and for you to have your own friends and to be rooted in everything. So I think it's about sharing your feelings and about making some clear agreements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it truly makes sense. Like think of how much your self-esteem will go up if you truly start trusting yourself to take care of yourself and give yourself what you need. Uh-huh. Imagine that. Like what do you think your life would be like if you had more self-esteem? Well, I would definitely be happier already. I know that <laughs> because I would be more confident about even just getting to know people or like making friends or like doing things on my own, just getting out Mm -hmm. there and like do spontaneous things and like discover the new areas we we move to or like we plan or like travel to. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that other opportunities would find me or I would find them through that way too, because I wouldn't just sit at home and just be in the room. <laughs> right. And notice how you're feeling. Do you feel how your energy has shifted? At least it sounds like it to me. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I feel this chill everywhere and like yeah. this. Like, yeah. Yeah. So what's your plan for the day? What are you going to, what are you doing today? What was on your plate? Today we're just going to go like see the city probably because this is our first time here. <laughs> okay. Can you spend any time out exploring on your own? Even just an hour? I think so. 
I think so. I, I think yeah, it could happen. Okay. So if that could happen, what I'd love you to do is spend at least an hour wandering around. What city are you in right now? In Las Vegas. Oh, well, that's definitely a city you can explore. So <laughs> wander around and just talk to people. Okay. <laughs> like you say hello, where are you from? Like, you know, if you if you buy something, talk to people in the line, give people a compliment. Like if you see, you know, a lot of people are decked out in Vegas. If you see somebody that, you know, looks great, just say, Oh my gosh, you look great. Or if there's a bachelorette party or something, go up and say congratulations. I just want you to practice engaging with people mm-hmm. so that you feel connected and like part of something. And so you can stop feeling like your husband is your only safety. Yeah. Oh, that was a nice, nice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that, that really was deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can certainly do that. You are the source of your own safety and it's safe for you to stop isolating and to trust yourself and to really know that you don't have to please people to be liked or to fit in. Oh, I really love these. Yeah. Yeah. And that you, of course, are our partners make us feel safe in some ways, but they're not the source of our safety. So it's really also stepping up in your marriage and speaking your truth so that you really feel like a partner and not a coat tailor. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to do that. In the long run, that's going to be healthier for both of you. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like you have a man, if you communicate clearly to him and, and practice some of that language that I gave you the example of, that he can adjust and he can hear you, but he can't read your mind. So you've got to speak up. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, not unfortunately, but I got to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. Beautiful. Was this helpful? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. It was really helpful. It made my eyes like wide open. Beautiful. (laughs) And do you see how you can shift this right now? The isolation and self-esteem. It's an inside job and you can take external action that will help you support it and shift it. But you don't have to wait to be settled in a city to stop feeling isolated and to raise your self-esteem. You can do that now. And the more you do it now, the faster you'll be able to build a community when you get to the new city because you'll be feeling more confident. And you'll be feeling less alone and you won't be vibing low self-esteem and loneliness. You'll be vibing Uh more self-acceptance and confidence and connectedness. Just practice talking to strangers. People really are nice. I think we have a lot of like stranger danger, you know, and we think people are not, I mean, and a lot of people are, you know, angry or upset and, and that makes them kind of act jerky, but most people really are kind and want a connection. So trust that. Okay. Yeah, I will definitely try that. Beautiful. All right, my love. Thank you so much for being number 100. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I wish you so much love and success in finding your new home. Thank you very much. I'm such grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Judy, for putting yourself out there and raising your hand to be number 100. This was an awesome step toward coming out of isolation and putting your needs first. As it often does, this call took a bit of a turn from Judy's original question, which was about finding herself after moving around for seven months. I dove into her relationship with her husband because she mentioned feeling a bit dependent on him and that, in her words, if I really listened to my heart, I would want a home base. 
It was important not to make her husband wrong in the situation, but to really empower Judy to have more of an honest conversation with him and herself about her needs. That's why I talked about the work of Alison Armstrong and how she teaches masculine, feminine dynamics and communication. Now, of course, not all of what she says applies to everyone, but I have found her teaching incredibly valuable in my own relationships and with the people I've coached. I talked to Judy about how important it was for her to fully express her needs and what meeting those needs would provide for her. This was for two reasons. First, finding her voice, being 100% honest. You know, she mentioned that her husband was a stronger personality and sometimes she wasn't 100% honest. So it's important for her not to get small and, and to start speaking her truth. It's not her husband's fault <laughs> that she's not speaking honestly. That's her responsibility. And if she doesn't start speaking her truth, that will only lead to resentment and feeling more lost herself. That applies to not only Judy, but to you too. Where are you not speaking your truth? Now that doesn't mean you get to be a big old jerk. It just means really saying what's true for you, saying what's real, taking responsibility, but also communicating your needs. And the second reason I encouraged Judy to do this was to give her husband a chance to hear her and show up for her in a different way. He's not a mind reader. And if she was more vulnerably authentic in her communication and learned how to speak to him in a way he could really hear, then they have way more of a chance of creating a solid communication and connection style for their marriage. And I will put a link in the show notes to The Queen's Code, the book I mentioned, and Alison Armstrong's work. Another person I really love who teaches masculine, feminine communication and dynamics is David Data. I'll put his link in there as well. I also want to talk about compromise and sacrifice. In any relationship, often there's compromise. You know, I know many couples where one really bared the financial weight while the other one pursued a dream, or one spent more time with the kids while the other one really pursued a career, or someone really wanted or needed to live in another country. So someone made a compromise to do that for a time. But we have to be super attentive to when compromise bleeds over to sacrifice. And it sounds like Judy's right up into that point. Because she even admitted that, like I said, if she listened to her heart, she really wants a home. She really wants to plant roots. So she kind of continues moving around and moving around and moving around and not really communicating what she needs, then it is going to fall into sacrifice and that's going to build resentment. So really look at your life. Where can you compromise more? Like where could you compromise more? And where are you compromising too much? So much so that it might even be a bit of a sacrifice, which is leading you down the road to resentment. And then we're back to people pleasing. Yes, it comes up quite a bit. Why do so many of us do that? Well, it's because we think that's how we get love. We think that's how we get validation. We think that's how we get people to like us. We think that if people saw the real us, that, oh my gosh, they won't like us. Nothing can be further from the truth. The more you show the real you, the more authentic you truly are. Not only will your relationship with yourself improve, not only will your self-esteem improve, but the intimacy and the true connection you have with people will improve. Most people don't really feel that connected to a yes person, a people pleaser all the time. I've had some people pleasing friends and I've literally said to them in the past, please tell me your opinion. Please stop saying whatever I want to do. You know, we try to pick a restaurant, whatever you want. No, no, no. Have an opinion, please. Tell me how you're feeling. And my relationships now, my closest relationships are not based on pleasing. They're based on being real with each other. 
That's intimacy. That's true connection. It's great to make people happy, but it's so important to really please ourselves first, not in a selfish way, but to make those self-honoring choices. And as I pointed out to Judy, your people-pleasing could be one of the reasons you're feeling isolated. On some level, people-pleasing is really draining, really draining. And there's a part of you that may want to retreat, that may want to stay inside, that may want to not have a lot of people in your life. If you're feeling responsible for all of them and you got to make them happy and you got to take care of them, oh, that wouldn't motivate me to go out and connect with a lot of people. So look at that. Is your people-pleasing tendencies making you feel a little isolated? And if so, drop the people-pleasing, up your self-esteem by making self-honoring choices and get out there. I gave Judy the assignment of going up and saying hi to people. Talk to strangers. People are safe. People are safe. That was a belief I had to work on a lot with my coach because I had a history of, you know, people not feeling safe. And I really had to work on that belief and feel that belief that people are safe. People are safe. I remember one session, she just kept saying it to me over and over and over again. People are safe. People are safe. People are safe. People really are safe. Open your heart. You're only feeling isolated because of fear. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing preventing you from going out and making connections. So some takeaways for you. If you are in a relationship with the opposite sex and would like to improve your masculine, feminine communication dynamics, consider studying that a little bit. Look at the links that I'll put in the show notes and also just see what resonates with you. If you are feeling isolated, give yourself a goal of a certain number of people to talk to each day. Give someone a compliment. Talk to the cashier at the grocery store. Wave to somebody at a stoplight. Engage, interact, connect. I'll give you the number of five. So if you're feeling isolated, if you're nervous about going out and meeting new people, go for five people a day that you connect with. And after a week of doing that, make it a little more. And after a week of doing that, start asking people out on friend dates. Start making plans. Start getting yourself out there and building your tribe. And while you're at it, work at speaking your truth authentically. You know, this month in Inner Circle, the quality we're focusing on is authenticity. So if that's a big one for you, if it's hard to speak your truth and express your needs, then join us in Inner Circle, christinehasser.com slash Inner Circle, and really take on the morning, evening, and daily practice and meditation to embody this quality. And finally, communicate your needs to the most important people in your life. Don't expect people to be mind readers. The more you communicate your needs, the more you're going to up your self-esteem. A big part of our self-esteem comes from self-trust and being able to take care of ourselves. And if you aren't communicating your needs, then you're not taking care of yourself. And it's harder to trust yourself. Speak your needs with love, with authenticity, with truth, and you'll see your self-esteem go up as well. All right, everybody. Episode 100. That's it. Thank you again so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please, please share it. We want to spread this to as many people as we possibly can. I love you. Sending you so, so, so many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 